everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit (laughs) Together. That was a cool voice, Kyle. That was, yeah. Thanks for hits, grandfather. I've been practicing, <laughs> yeah. That was really random. Yeah. What made I you do that? I this is something know. different? You know what's, this is embarrassing to answer, um, but I forgot that I did this. Until, there's a lot of stuff I forget that I do until I like look at my old journals. But <laughs> but I um, have these different characters, voices that I do in the car. So like when I'm driving or something like that, I'll do like, like say... Kevin, I used to do this to when you would invite me to your networking events, your business networking events. I would give the presentation in another voice as I'm like driving to give the presentation. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Okay. What purpose does that serve? It does not. <laughs> Just because? <laughs> yeah. Does not serve any purpose. Sh- sure because when I get there, and I'm talking like this, yeah. and everybody's looking at me. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the studio today, my name is Roth Rohila. Uh, Kevin Barkwest and Kyle Reed. All right, so Kyle, I'm going to hand over, as you do in relay races, the oh. baton over to you and let you intro this episode. You know, actually, the beginning of that relay race, it was a rock. It was just a couple of gentlemen. One of them picked up a rock, and they ran with it and they handed it to the next person. So during the race, when we did it, we used a rock as well. Picked one up and we handed it to the next person until we got to the very finish. And you carried the same rock? Yeah, because we met the guy. So I'll provide a little backstory, but I had to say that because it was there. I don't think I ever shared this with you guys. The Rainier to Russian Relay Race. We got to meet the founder of the race, Jim Selby, beforehand. He's like probably 80-something years old now. Uh-huh. Old dude, super nice guy. Um, but we found out that that was how the race begun, was with him, some friends, and a couple family members that decided to run all the way to what Russian Way was back in the days, like the Asarco Copper Mill or Smelter or whatever it was. Um, and they just picked up a rock, and the rock was their baton. So we found that out um, on, like, the second leg, picked up a rock, and handed it to the next runner, and we kept it the whole way. That'd, that'd be cool if, if you guys use the same rock every year. Yeah, so we, we didn't realize that and had never thought of it, right, until just this year. I actually have to find out. I think Nate still has the rock because he was our anchor this year. But that was really cool, really cool thing to do. It was fun. So, yeah, my bad, y'all. Let me stop wasting your time because I heard time is money. Cha-ching. And today's episode is all about that. The phrase time is money. We've all heard it. A lot of people have said it. You may have even said it yourself. What did you mean when you said time is money? We discussed it briefly before we hopped on air here, as we do with almost every episode. We just kind of get an idea of where we want to go. But we really welcome just open discussion. That's what we want this podcast to be. We don't want it to be too planned or too scripted. Um, the reason why this came up is because Rohit and I had a brief discussion a week or two ago. I don't remember when it was about something. And just kind of the the thought and the idea of it came up is that everything you have in life, you've had to trade your time for. The only asset you have is time. You want to tell me different? Let's discuss that because I welcome all those arguments. Not an argument in a, in a negative sense, in, in a discussion sense. Everything you've ever gained, 
you've given up time for. So the only asset you have to trade is time. You want to mow your lawn? It takes time. You want to pay somebody else to do it? How'd you get the money? The money took time. So what we do with our time is of the utmost importance. So with that in mind, I think I really just want to open it up for discussion and get some feedback from you guys. When you hear the phrase, time is money, what do you initially think? Do you think that just everything costs, everything that takes time costs money? I'm a busy man, so all of my time costs me money, right? Or what do you kind of think of when you hear that phrase? First thing that comes to mind for me is exactly that. So if I want more money, I got to give up more time. Mm -hmm. One reason that I went into business for myself, though, is because I have the opportunity to make my own money on my own agenda, on my own schedule. So if I'm not making enough, I spend more time and I exponentially see a return. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I was at a regular job, you know, I might work an extra couple hours, but it's probably not going to net me anything. Yeah. So that's the first thing that I think of. And, and I think it's a I sales. Got out of the regular. Corporate. I think it's a salesman's mentality too. You talk about time. I don't. I don't even think about the time that I spend at work. I think about the things that get done. Those are we'll call them revenue generating activities, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was talking to somebody else, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get overtime." I'm kind of like, "What the fuck are you get excited about overtime for?" I don't even think about that. I work it. I have no clue. I don't give a shit if I get paid overtime or not. I want to get paid commission. I want to get paid on things that I accomplish. So I don't even consider time for money in the traditional sense like you mentioned it. So that's And I think that's maybe a salesman mentality because you think the same thing. You're like, okay, I want to take advantage of my time, take control of my time, and know that I can create my paycheck. I dig it. What about you? What, what's interesting is if you ask someone how much is their time worth, they don't know. No clue. And so one of the things that, that I talk to people about, because when, when, they, when people feel stuck in life, it's because they don't have like a, a, an action list or, or a master list, to-do list type of thing. And they don't understand the – see, when I hear time is money – all that assures me is that no matter what, there is a consequence to action or inaction. It's the same consequence. You're losing money. You're, you're giving up your time, which is something that you can never get back. If we thought more in terms of time rather than money, I think we'd be living in a completely different society. Wasn't there a Justin Timberlake... Um, movie on that that he did uh that's a good question there's some movie where where you're like allotted x amount of time and if you commit a crime you lose hours or something like well, there's some movie like that i think i want to check it out now yeah um, i do too now but i know it's intrigued. a it's a justin timberlake movie okay and so there's a consequence to every action or inaction so hearing time is money lets me know that if you are taking an action, great. Here's the money you're losing or making. If you don't act, great. You're still losing or making money. So we need to understand that there's a consequence to, you know, whether it's a positive or a negative with, with time. 
one of the oh and then going back to what is your what is your time worth how much money do you make and then how much do you make per hour mm-hmm. so company x kevin and kyle feels your time is worth x amount of dollars you've been evaluated by someone else yeah mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden that is a good starting point because say you are like you know what i'm just tired i'm just going to watch tv and you know you watch a couple things let's just say it's an hour well you just spent thirty dollars or, or however much that company feels like you're worth and when you think about time in that way all of a sudden now the consequence of inaction becomes greater because now it's in a value that we can understand money mm-hmm. and a fantastic lesson for me was mowing my lawn when I when when I was first buying this house, I was super pumped because it's the biggest lot in the neighborhood. Now I wish it was the smallest, um, <laughs> but it, it would take me a, about an hour to mow the lawn, front and back, right? But then you have to calculate the time it gets you to to get ready for that, which is you know let's say twenty minutes, you know, changing and getting out the mower, making sure there's gas in it, whatever. Yeah, but then. Because of my severe gas allergies, it would take me, you know, then you get done and there, there's like a half hour of showering afterwards, you know, by the time you shower and dry off and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, it would t- take me about another hour for my allergies to, to subside. So now all of a sudden, this one hour task that I'm doing takes about three hours. Well, why can't I just pay some neighborhood kid 30 bucks? If my time is worth, let's say, $30 an hour, and I pay someone $10 for that one hour of service that they're doing, I'm coming out ahead. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Ooh, I'm yeah. only coming out ahead if I do something productive with that time that I've gained. So if I take that three hours in Netflix, I wasted not only those three hours, but I wasted my $10. Yeah, because that hour is not a revenue-generating activity. Yeah. Right? So you're not coming ahead by not mowing the lawn. You lost ten dollars. All you got an hour back. Mm-hmm. But if your end goal was money, yeah, then you lost. If your end goal was just to have time back, and you chose that, you know what, ten dollars is worth being able to do X, mm-hmm. whatever you do with that hour, then you came up ahead. And mm-hmm. and it's not just what can I, how much revenue can I generate with this hour. Mm-hmm. It's also how much more valuable can I become. So if I read a book, yeah. if I improve my skill set, not only am I improving myself, but now in the company's eyes that I work for, I'm more valuable as an employee. Yeah. Is that worth the $10? It's um, Emily will want to go and do like a return or exchange on something because it goes on sale or, oh, I want to go here and buy it because it's less or whatever. And I'll always have to take a look and put it in perspective. You know, hey, it's $2. You really want to drive across town and wait in traffic, find a parking spot, pay for gas, and come back home? How long is it going to take? It's 45 minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. Two bucks in gas. So $2 you're going to save is gone. And you lost 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. What's the whole purpose of that? Like, there's got to be true value in certain things. You're not just saving money. You, you paid $2 less for something, but what did it cost you to save $2 on this 
physical item. Wasted your time, right? So, so there's another way that you could put a spin on this too. Is so let let's say that you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, whether you're working Busy for man. someone or you know you're working for yourself. You pay this kid ten dollars to mow the lawn. Is it worth it to you from a health standpoint because you're actually getting some of that time to relax and recover and kind of set yourself up for continuing to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I mow my lawn all the time, like every week. I kind of enjoy it. It is a little bit laborious, and it is time because I mean, you saw my yard; it's huge. There's mm-hmm. lots of obstacles in the backyard, and I just have a standard twenty-two inch deck mower, not like a drive, uh, you know, a that lawnmower. thing. Right on mower. Wow! <laughs> Drawing a complete blanket. <laughs> the listeners, I'm going over here pretending like I'm driving a Mustang or something. <laughs> well, if you had a riding lawnmower, yeah, you know it would be souped up it, so. exactly, <laughs> and it would have a beer cooler. Um, <laughs> So I enjoy it. It is time consuming. I position it in my day. So you know, Rohit talks about you know you got to get clean up afterwards and this and that. So I position it in my day, usually early in the morning. I'll have something to eat, um, and I'll just throw on some work boots and go and go get the job done, and then come back and get cleaned up and start my day for the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's almost an escape. I do get some satisfaction out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not be against at times when time is of the essence or I have other things to do, but this still needs to get done no matter what, mm-hmm. paying somebody to do it because at that point I see I gain value from it, right? Like this mm-hmm. past weekend, I motored on Sunday when I got back in town um, because we got back at a reasonable hour. If I wasn't back in town, shit, hey, who knows a 12-year-old more motor lawn, yeah. you know, whatever that looks like. Um so yeah, I think it's I think it's all perspective, right? What are you doing with your time? Is it providing value to you, or is are you just killing time? How many people say that phrase? What do you know? I'm just killing time. Why the fuck are you killing time? Mm-hmm. Mm. You have a finite amount. You are going to die, and you don't know when, mm-hmm. or how, or why, or. Yeah. Why the fuck are you killing time? So you could do the thing we've got. You could do so much more with it. And I'm saying this to you and myself, listeners. Why the fuck am I killing time? Well, there's that famous quote. Um, something along the lines of, uh, "Your problem is that you think you have time." Oh or, yeah. Or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. That you, yeah, that you think you have time, or you think you'll always have time, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You believe. You truly, and that's one of the why you procrastinate, right? You truly believe that you'll have time to accomplish something. And also, uh, an abundance of tasks makes you feel important. So if you complete all said tasks, you have no importance, you have no purpose. So you put them off and you procrastinate. It's layers to the shit. It's like a cinnamon roll. Cinnabon. Or as Shrek would say, because my kids love that movie, onions have layers, ogres have layers. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, with all that being said, time is money. Time is is really the only asset you have to trade, right? So 
why do we try to find things that just fill our time rather than fulfill our time? And why is it that we think about what we could be doing with our time when our time is being wasted? In general? By someone else. So, for example, you know, let's say, let's say that, you know, you have a neighbor who mm-hmm. is, is pretty chatty. You know, he, he sees you out there and he's like, hey, Kyle, how you doing? You know, what's going on with you, Kyle? Not everyone lives next to Reddit. I heard about that GYST stuff you're doing. But, um. But, you know, a neighbor comes up to you and, and just starts talking to you about just random stuff and things like that. And, you know, you're, you're too nice to say anything, but it's in that moment where you're realizing, like, man, this guy's wasting my time. Like, I could be doing this or that. And you get upset with them. But why is it okay for you, in the same respect, to watch TV for a half hour and not feel bad? Are you upset with your neighbor or are you upset with yourself for not doing something about it? See, I think... To the learned person who is invested in personal development, you're upset with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. To the average person, you're upset with the neighbor for wasting your time. Hmm. That's the person does not take responsibility for their own actions or inactions. And I believe me. you learned that day one of 30-day life reset. 100% responsibility for your life. Sorry. Shameless oh, um, oh, shit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, but, but it's so Don't hard. apologize, okay? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but but I, I think that's that's so fascinating is that when someone else is wasting our time, we get upset. But when we're wasting our times, we fail to recognize that we're wasting our times. Yeah. I think it's a control issue, maybe. Right? You, <clears throat> you're implying to yourself that someone else is wasting your time, but you allowed them to. Mm-hmm. You didn't intervene because you didn't want to feel bad, so to speak, right? with, my, with my air quotes here. You wanted to protect their perception of you right you wanted to protect your image because you believe perception is reality right so you just internalize all these feelings of frustration and you don't want to take it out on yourself so you blame an external source when really it is all this coming back to that one word that i like to say a lot which is choice Absolutely. So 100%, 100%. Most of the things that are detrimental to us are the choices that we make, whether it's in that circumstance where you're talking to a neighbor that's just time-wasting, or it could be one of a billion other things that we make that choice to do that harm us rather than help us. Yeah, yeah. I think it's recognizing that you made the choice too, right? Um, wh- what happens after that conversation? You feel like your neighbor wasted your time. You had X amount of things to do. You had to get somewhere. You're late for a movie. Now you missed the new Transformers preview. I don't know why I said Transformers. It just came to mind. Whatever. Uh, what happens? You're still pissed. Yeah. Right? You allowed it to affect more of your time. Don't let something or someone steal your energy. Don't waste your energy on it. And the, the difference between a successful person and an average person all comes down to what you do with your spare time. Um, in, in the seminar, that, that was one of the things that we did was we, we mapped out where your time is being spent. And, and you do that with a, with a quick exercise. You draw a box, slice it up into thirds. A third of that time, uh, a third of that time goes to sleep. Mm. A third of that time goes to work. What do you do with the other eight hours? 
well, okay, you take an hour out for lunch. You take an hour out for commute. You, you know, you, you keep whittling time away until you realize you only have like two and a half to three hours of actual life. Per day. Per day. And it's what we do with that time. And I can tell you the average American watches five hours of TV where the global average is only three. So, wow. I think it used to be higher than that. When I sold TVs at Best Buy, yeah. uh, we talked about, pla- seriously, so Plasma Half-Life was 60,000 hours, mm-hmm. an American average of six and a half hours per day. That was like, uh, I forgot how many years it was. I'd have to do the math again. But that was literally what I would say every day. So, sorry, sidebar, but right on point with what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's what we do at that time. And what I can tell you is that successful people will take that time and do things that enrich their lives. Whereas with most people, they'll take that time and, and spend it on television, right? Uh, Netflix or binging or, or whatever the case is. And instead, if you do something like read some empowering material or read an, or listen to like an empowering podcast such as this one, or, you know, there's lots of things that you could do to, to empower yourself. And what I love is when people tell me, oh, I can't do that. I, I don't like to read, right? Or in my car, I'm always listening to personal development. It's very rarely that I listen to music, only really when someone else is in the car with me. And people are like, oh, I, I can't do that. I, I listen to music to relax. Do you think I enjoyed doing all this stuff when I first started? <laughs> you think I, I enjoyed not watching TV and, and reading these, like, you know, these complex books on personal development all showing me how I've been living my life wrong this whole time? No. But... I knew it was necessary, and now I enjoy it so much that it's difficult for me to sit down and watch TV because I understand the value of, of time. And I think that's something that, that we don't do is understand the value of time. For example, we, when it comes to cleaning, you know, people say they don't like to clean. But if you just do the little things every day, when you do have to clean, it's not that much. Nope. And so why is it that we are willing to let future versions of us deal with the consequences of our inaction? Because we can procrastinate. We can put it off again. If you feel like all you do is clean all the damn time, then maybe you're too fucking messy. Or if you have kids, you haven't set boundaries that require them to be responsible for themselves. Oh man, the graham crackers and, 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 and shit. I'm, and I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure if oh, there, you know, there's some some stay at home moms or single moms out there that are probably like, God damn it, you son. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I mean it's true. You know, I have I have my girls a lot of the time, and mm-hmm. they're responsible for maintaining relative order yeah. in the household, in the car, in you know wherever we may be going. Clean your shit up. Don't make a mess. If you do, it's fine. Just take care of it. Yeah. I'm not here to be at your back and call. Uh-uh. But that makes a huge difference because some people's life revolves around, okay, the mess is there. I'm ready to clean it. Okay. <laughs> All right. You you do that. <laughs> that that's nope. why your kid's an asshole at school. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. Clean your <laughs> shit up. Wipe your own ass, Sally. The fuck? <laughs> You're 13, damn it. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Um, I wrote down two things to remind me to say something. Oh, that's fantastic. You go to hell. (laughs) 
You go to hell and you die. You go to hell and you die. I'm uh, Hindu. I get to come back. Yeah, sweet. Love it. <laughs> Damn it, can I be Hindu? <laughs> what are the... What are you going to come back as? I, I don't know. Cat? So, do you believe you have infinite amount of time? Honest question. Oh, like... Or is that not even part of your consideration? It is actually a part of my consideration. Like, really? I know it sounds strange, but sometimes, like, I'll be like, man, like, living in this age where technology is so abundant is so awesome. And I'm like, I hope I can remember, like, to, like, in future lives... So you seriously to, consider To it. really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's fascinating. And that also lets me know why it's taking you so long to release 30-day life reset. Well, would you look at the time? <laughs> <laughs> totally cracking a joke. But, but honestly, so that, that belief of yours is fascinating, right? Because yeah. I would say that most people that are not of your same faith would, would not consider that at all. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't think that. So that's, that's a fascinating belief for me. That's why YOLO doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> You're like, no. Mm-hmm. You only... Yeah. Yo... Lamb yo. You only live as many times as you want to. It was really bad. So when you were talking about the exercise where you break your life into uh, trimesters, your days in a trimesters, I guess, if you will, um, and you find out the end of it, you're left with two to three hours, if you're lucky, of actual life. It led me to remembering a bit by Dave Chappelle on one of his old stand-up comedy specials. I think it was on Killing Him Softly, where... He joked about, you know, what do you guys think I do? I just come up here and just crack jokes 45 minutes and leave? He's like, no. And he talked about all this traveling that he does and being in the studio and this and that. And he goes, I go home, I play with myself, I raise my kids for 30, 40 minutes, and I go to sleep. And he was like totally joking, but he was obviously clearly dead serious. Mm-hmm. When you look at why, he gave up everything he had at Comedy Central and left the country to gain back his time and his sanity and his peace of mind, then you truly understand that Dave Chappelle realized the value of time and what he was trading for paper mm-hmm. was robbing him of what he really wanted was spend time with his family. Right? He spent so much time and everything else, he recognized, you know what, I'm not going to get this back. Another phrase I got from an old manager, a director. Um, Derek Hicklin was his name. I had a lot of respect for this man. Very smart individual. And one of the things he told me, we I joked about, I said, man, I almost called in sick, take a snow day, go skiing. And everybody laughed because it was like, dude, you just told your boss you're going to take a sick day and go skiing. And he goes, do it. Do it. I'm all for it. And they looked at him like he was crazy. And he looked at me and he said, hey, you know what, Kyle? No one's going to come to you at the end of the year and say, hey, all those sick days you didn't use, here, you can have them back. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't get them back. Use them. Not just sick day, but time in general, right? The, the overarching theme here is I'm not going to get that time back. So if an organization says to me I get this many days per year, I intend to use them. After that, this was 2018, one of my goals for that year was to use all my vacation time. I did it. I was really close. I think I had like maybe a day left or something like that that I couldn't use. Um, See, I, I think the key there is if you take advantage of that time, then it's time that's enriching your life. Invaluable. But if you're doing like a staycation where you're like, I'm just going to stay home and relax. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's not enriching your life. But sometimes it is. Let's argue that. Let's argue that. Let's argue that. I'm ready for you. 
So I, I think that Rohit, and I'm not attacking you when I say this, but yeah. I, I'm I, gonna I, attack you. <laughs> I, I think I think that you come at it from a, you have to use your time productively all the time, mm-hmm. where some people. Let's use a common American that's working 50 to 80 hours a week. Sometimes they have two jobs, you know, whatever the case might be. Sometimes that staycation, just to sit and do nothing, allows them to kind of collect themselves and puts them in the right frame of mind or the allows them to catch up on sleep even just by using that time in the way that is best suited for them. I don't think everything has to be about personal development and growth and using your time efficiently, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a moderator of a presidential election right now. I love right, this. right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think every person has a different value on what their their time is and how it should be used. I personally don't think a staycation is worth anything either. Mm-hmm. I would never take a staycation because it's not worth anything to me. I would rather go and do what you're saying and go explore something, go do something new, unique, see something, learn history, whatever the case might be. But for some people, it it is that because they are so burdened with the choices they've made that require that they work, you know, those 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, whatever it might be for them. Mm -hmm. Could the argument be made that that's why those people are average? Oh. I think if they're that overwhelmed... I would say no. I, I think they're just trying to stay afloat, and sometimes they just really need the catch-up. Can they stay afloat because they're not proactive? Oh. I am someone who can't stay afloat sometimes myself, right? So this right. is, yeah. uh, again, and I'm just raising the questions that I think that's what we're here to talk about, right? I, what the I, fuck are we here yeah. for if we're here to talk about yeah. shit like that? Yeah, no, I, I think that you're, you're onto something there as well. It depends on the person, of course. Sometimes, they, you know, people always get behind in life. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of a, a family member that lives in the area that's been doing the same thing for like 40 years. And no sign of retirement. She's 67 years old and she's oh, not. Shit. I mean, retirement's not in her sight, but it's because she has allowed herself to be complacent. Yeah. She saw that the industry was changing. She knew the industry was changing. She was worried about what, what was next. And now she's working like 70 hours a week, more than she's ever worked and making less money. So in some ways, yes, I can see people were complacent or, you know, just kind of status quo and weren't proactive. But at the same time, there are some people that just, they never had that opportunity to try and get ahead either. Yeah. I, think the most of, I think the most important thing in Rohit, I... I appreciate your point of view on uh, doing something valuable with your time. Mm -hmm. I think value, again, perspective is the name of the game and everything is relative, right? I think value is different to every individual. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes people do value Maybe just take a day to not do anything. I'm not with the staycation thing either. I think it's weird. Mm -hmm. But I think a day to just not do nothing can do wonders for you. Yeah. To sleep in on a Monday or a Wednesday or whatever, right? If you have a typical 9 to 5, Monday through Friday type of gig, that can work wonders for you. Um, But again, I think you have to ask the question, the person that has a desire to do that, Maybe that's why that person is average. Yeah. Um, recharging the batteries, I, I think, is one thing. Mm. Um, 
because you need a sense of you need you need a sense of mind numbing stuff where where you're not thinking about anything to to kind of re- recharge center yourself center yourself but I, I still think it comes down to being proactive with that time if you watch TV as as a means to to unwind and, and recharge your batteries after a, a tough day at work I do not believe that's productive it's easy to do and the thing is is it you know it, this is all about time is money and so by understanding that there's a consequence to action and inaction are you enriching your life are you making yourself a better person at the there's there's so many quotes that that say when you are breathing your last breath are you gonna think about you know that episode of friends that you watched or whatever mm-hmm. or are you gonna think about all the amazing things that you know the experiences that you had in life and I, I think what, what both of you guys said is, is so, so powerful because hands down, there are people out there hustling every day and in no means do, do I want to disrespect what they're doing because they are hustling every day. Fuck them. I know. Totally. Whoa. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um, I, know, I know a single mom who, you know, told me that she used to work two jobs and one of them was scrubbing toilets. And, you know, I, you, you can respect that. But at the same token, she's not doing that anymore. Not because it's beneath her, because if, if she had to do it again for her kids, she would in a heartbeat. But while she was doing that, she was also improving herself. And by improving herself, she understood that she's improving her situation. There are people who, who come up to me who who, for example, 30-day life reset. It's, I've, I've decided to make that a $500 program. I can tell you right now, there's no way, and being completely honest, it is not worth $500. It's worth way more than that. I, I know because I've taken courses that were $8,000 that didn't even cover half of what I'm covering in that. But, but here's the thing. So why are you undervaluing yourself? If, for for a couple reasons. That's a deep one. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, for a couple reasons, I'll tell you why I'm undervaluing myself. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's just more logistical. Got is it. is the reasoning why. But but for right now, I'm looking for five individuals to to be a a part of round one, and I'm dropping it from 500 to 100 in exchange for a testimonial. That's it. Just a quick, like, 30, 40 seconds, here's what. You've already recorded yours, Kyle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but there are people that I know that I've spoken to that are just like, hey, what, what are you doing with your life? And, you know, I tell them about this project. And they're like, oh, man, I need something like that. Like, here are all the reasons why I need something like that. They're telling me why they need something like that. And I'm like, look, well, if you're interested right now, I'm doing it for 100 And, oh, I, I can't afford that right now. And... I don't want to say anything because, you know, I, I don't want to make this a, a competitive situation. But we live and die by our beliefs. If I tell them they can't afford it and they've got the belief that they can't afford it, they're going to fight me to prove that they live in a lack life. The And Kevin, I, I love, love, love what you've been saying all along because I strongly believe you're always doing one of two things. 
you are either creating your life or allowing others to impact your life. So you're either creating, which is proactive, or allowing, which is reactive. Mm -hmm. People are so strongly tied to their beliefs that they are willing to be broke and die for those same beliefs, which I think, Kyle, is what, yeah. what you were saying earlier. You know, maybe it's those decisions that they've made that has allowed them to be in this type of a lifestyle. I know that if I went up to those same people who said, you know, I'd love to do this, but even $100 is outside of, of you know, what, what I'm capable of doing. Great. I've got, a, I've got one of your loved ones. I've got a gun pointed to their head. You've got 10 minutes to give me $100. Could you do it? Yeah, you could do it. You're going to sell your Xbox or you're going to sell your TV or whatever. You can do it. But we think about people will do more to prevent loss than to gain pleasure. So they're like, I don't want to lose $100. Even though I see that this thing that will take my life in a completely different direction. And I guarantee you, because I'm saying, like, if it doesn't work, let me know. I'm going to give you everything back. No the, problem whatsoever. Those aren't the people that will change, that this will change their life. No. And for whatever reason, the thing that I can think of right now with this is Impossible Burger. Mm. Impossible Burger, you, can, you know what it is? Yeah. It's a vegetarian or vegan burger. It's supposed to look and taste just like real meat. It's supposed to have like a blood type substance to it as well. Like, you know, like a medium, medium mm -hmm. rare burger. Um, it actually tastes pretty good. I don't think at all it's intended for vegetarians. It's weird. Why does a vegetarian want something that so closely resembles meat? But it's not. I think it's for the fringe person who says, oh, I'm doing something good with myself. They want to feel better about themselves. They still love cheeseburgers, but they're okay with eating a non-meat product. That product is not going to win over the hearts of people who've been vegetarians for a long time, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. Just like your product is not going to win over the hearts of people who don't have the ability to comprehend that analogy that you just gave them. It's a gun to your mom's wife's daughter's sister's brother's head. Yeah. Get $100, figure it out. If they can't comprehend that and do something about that, then that program is a waste of time for them. Yeah. And I, there have been people who have wanted to attend one of my events. I don't... I don't let anything stand in the way of someone who truly wants to come. If, if I believe you really want to come, but, but finances are preventing you, and I believe, fine, I'm going to gift this to you. I do it all the time. I've done it all the time, and people still have amazing breakthroughs. But that's if, if I feel, and it's a feeling. It's not a mm -hmm. thinking. It's, it's a feeling. If I feel you're really ready for this, then yeah, by all means, let, let's find a way to do it. You know, if, if you have to do car washes, I'm gonna be right there with you. If you need to mow lawns, cool. Let me grab my lawnmower and I'm gonna help you mow lawns. The person needs to wanna be able to do it. And one of the things that I always bring up is, you know, the, the same thing, I don't say gun, but I say there's, there's a ledge outside my window 
and your kid is on the other side, are you willing to invest $100 or you know $500 or whatever to give that kid an amazing life? Because I'm telling you, it'll happen if you allow it to. If you create this life, and again, we're gonna do more to prevent loss than to gain pleasure. If, if I give up $100 or $500, I know what I could buy with that. I, I could buy him an Xbox and, and he'll be happier. We don't think about what we're doing for ourselves. And because I, I think, and I, I think the problem with us is we lack the ability to think truly long-term. Even though, let me rephrase, back when we were all living in caves, we thought short-term. How am I gonna survive today? That's it, that's all that mattered. But now we don't think about how am I gonna survive today, it's how am I gonna survive in the future. That's why you've got retirement plans and 401s and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think we don't know how to properly think about long-term and and the smaller steps that make up that long-term. We think in terms of a complete day and where did the day go but we don't realize the day consists of 24 of these blocks. And it's really, what are we doing with each and every one of these blocks? We gotta stop thinking about the day. We gotta start thinking about the blocks. If, if I think about what, what can I do to make myself more valuable to my employer? What new skills can I get that will get me into that new job instead of just settling for everything? You know, Tony Robbins is famous for saying, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you settle for. Mm. And, I, and I think that that's a perfect example of, of everything that we've been talking about. You know? What are you willing to invest? What are you willing to do with your time? Good shit, fellas. I dig it. Man. Time is money. And it is truly the only asset you have. Trade it. Bargain with it. Decide what it's worth. Don't let someone else decide that for you. With that being said, we appreciate y'all tuning in this week to another episode of the GYSE Podcast, your favorite podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Check us out on the website your favorite podcast player on whatever device you so desire. Hopefully it's an iPhone. If you're one of those Android users, whatever. Oh, may I say something real quick? Yeah, please. Just want to give a special shout out to a longtime listener, Vinay, who just had some twins. Did he really? Yeah. No way. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Congrats, Vinay. That's awesome. How long ago? Uh, Don't tell me like 45 minutes ago. I think it was like day before yesterday. Oh, okay, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, what he does with his time will change tremendously yeah. going forward. <laughs> Vinay, every moment of your time just became more valuable than you ever even realized. <laughs> My man, congratulations, brother. Good thing he works for Starbucks. He's going to need a lot of coffee. Yeah. yeah. I visited him at headquarters once. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. Huge building. Yeah. Good. So cool. Um, congratulations, brother. We appreciate you. And uh, that's all we got. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. 
We hope you learned how to get your together.